Welcome to another edition of the Team Turnbuckle Podcast, IB Sports Wrestling Podcast on the IB Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, the reigning, defending, you know the deal, the Chief Keith Fleming with me as always, Tag Team Champs of the World, Ravishing Ronnell Tinsley, and Sam Bang Bang Shooter Howe. What's going on, boys? You know, I can't wait till they finally introduce those trios titles because we need to own them. So you think yeah. they're coming? <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Uh, probably if they do, it wouldn't be until next year anyway. I think it would be, uh, I think it's brilliant. I, I, we've talked about it on the podcast. I think both WWE and AEW could really improve from that, especially <laughs> WWE, considering they don't even know how to use the tag team division. Yeah, I, I, uh, so much. maybe they could figure out how to use a six tag. Because, uh, I mean, again, it, it's, it's like a rumble deal where just, when you get more people involved in storylines, more storylines come out of those storylines, and it just it's, it's not that difficult. But uh, this week, we're going to do two things off the top. One is going to be about a quote Samoa Joe said about Sam Punk, and then I wanted to kind of get into a few minutes of just kind of where we think, um, like, what do we think of the first few months of Punk? I think we've hit two months now. And then the second thing is we're going to talk about Sam's favorite card ever, the Saudi Blood Show, uh, which the card actually looks phenomenal. And then we'll get into our Sparotas of the Week. Uh, but real quickly before we start, just to remind everyone, the IB Sports Podcast Network is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you would rate, review, subscribe, share. Uh, just in the last week, we have me and Joe Matz's The Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, you've got the you got a minute fam with Alan and RC. Uh, Alan is doing the gambling podcast. I mean, th there's a lot of content up there, obviously this podcast as well. So we'd appreciate the support. All right, let's move in off the top. Samoa Joe, and I'm sorry, boys, this is a long quote, but I thought it was interesting. He said he always knew Sam Punk would return to wrestling. And this is the quote. If I know one thing about Punk, it's that he's out on something. He's out on it. You won't see him around it. You won't see him looking at it. You won't see him staring at it. It's out of his life. And the minute I saw him on the Fox set, I knew his eyes were turning back towards it. I think he was just looking for the right place at the right time. And he wanted to be happy with it. And I think he is. From what I've seen, I would gather that he is. So I'm stoked for him. And I'm happy to see him back. Sam, I know it doesn't surprise you at all that Samoa Joe would have some intel and Sam Punk, as they obviously had, uh, you know, their battles throughout the years and uh, Ring of Honor and also all over the Indies. Um, oh, they were his, but they're also historically very, I mean, I think that besides Colt Cabana, uh, Joe's one of his best friends in wrestling or what, you know, what I mean. So I used the quote really just to, to move into this. How successful has Sam Punk? Ben. I mean, obviously, we know that he's, he's, he has pushed the needle. I mean, there has been an increase in ratings since he's arrived. Um, I mean, I don't know how much credit you want to give to Brian Danielson, how much you want to give to CM Punk. But, I mean, from the date CM Punk has showed up, their ratings have rose. They've, I mean, they've obviously fluctuated from there, but they've stayed above what they were pre. Um, he's now had a couple of matches. He's, uh, you know, doing announcing. He's, he's doing a promo, it seems like, every uh, single episode. Uh, whichever one of y'all want to go first. Well, I mean, has it been a success so far? Yeah. I, 
Oh, no, go ahead, Sam. No, you, especially since you're more versed, please. Um, I've, I've enjoyed it. I think that people who thought that he was going to come in and immediately, you know, change the very nature of pro wrestling. I think that that was unrealistic. Um, I don't really think he's had much of a storyline yet. Um, I think we're still, we're going to be building towards him versus MJF. I don't know if you guys heard about the, uh, exposed notebook at the Jags game in London. Did you guys hear about this? Mm -mm. uh, Yeah. Tony Khan was there and basically had like the entire card for full gear. So uh, spoiler alert for anybody. And I hope nobody minds me spoiling this It's one match pause. Now, if you don't want spoilers, he is going to be CM Punk is going to be wrestling Wardlow uh, supposedly, which I think means that we're going to be getting an MJF feud with Punk. And that's what we've all been hoping for. I think that that would be great, but I, I, I think that he's, not had ring rust that we all worried about. I mean, he's looked great. His match with Matt Seidel was great. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, so that, but I'm also, you know, I get why people might not. Yeah. And I'm kind of one of those people. And I have to remember one of the things that we talk about on this show often is patience. I've been a little bit uh, impatient, honestly, with CM Punk. And I really have to kind of take a step back and just really appreciate it as a whole. Because what he's doing right now, I mean, he's put over a few of their young, I mean, with the exception of Matt Seidel, he's putting over, and even though he did also put Matt Seidel over, he's putting over these young guys like Darby Allen, uh, Danny Garcia. I mean, we did talk about that this is the rub that he was going to be able to come in and give all these guys what my problem is is that i am getting a little impatient because you know it is kind of still a love fest but i do still have to remember we're literally only two months in so i have to be a little bit patient with what punk's um main goals will be in terms of uh, what he wants to do in the ring but yeah all in all it's totally been a success um i am still kind of hanging on his words even though some of them kind of tick me off if i had to give a letter grade to kind of each section him on commentary, A+. Plus. The dude's amazing. I love the little thing he did uh, in the AAA tag title match where he spoiled, you know, who the Lucha Bros were. When any real wrestling fan knew immediately who that was under those masks. And he said that, and I even liked how the announcers played off of it when, of course, the mask came off and there was the reveal. You know, they're going, wow, you know, you called it. You're like, I think they compared him to Tony <laughs> Romo, which even Punk was like, okay, now let's not get carried away. Uh, his in-ring stuff has been great. I mean, I, I, for a guy his age, it took that time off. I mean, again, it'd have to be an A. Uh, the thing that has been a problem for me is the promos, which is what Punk is, you know, one of the best in the world at. And I think he still has the fastball. I know that it wasn't a real promo that first night. That was more of a – I've – to call it kind of a love letter to wrestling and wrestling fans. Uh, but I just, you listen to him on commentary, it's still there. They just, they got to turn him heel. I mean, that that's, unless he is setting something up here in this work, I mean, it's just, it's it's basically kind of the same, you know, promo. I mean, uh, it just, it, it's it's like, uh, what's the, uh, the, the band mockumentary from the 80s, the hair band? Uh, uh, this is Spinal Tap. Yeah, this is Spinal Tap. It's it's kind of that kind of deal where you know he comes out, he he plays the hits, uh, thanks everybody, he jumps in the crowd and you know tells everybody he loves him and he leaves and it's just I'm, he's so I, much better than that. As somebody who watched The Rock's two year return where everyone loved that, 
this has been joyous to me to watch people complain and just like really troll about it. The Rock's not wrestling right? though on a weekly you basis. Like, you like asked for this, right? And there are huge no, differences between he's... somebody coming back. It's, it's selling two matches once a year, and somebody that is on your program week after week after. Even The Rock wasn't on. I mean, there, there was months. No, Rock definitely was not on the show. Definitely not in the various so it's not really an uh, apples angles. No, I still like no, but it's, it's and definitely like, in. It's I know definitely you did. I just I gotta yeah. call you out when it, when you give a good one. I always tell you, Sam. I'll give you your heads up, but you know sometimes when you get a little carried away, I gotta call you back. All right. So the second thing on off the top, I really am. We'll call it for Sam. This the Saudi blood show. Blood money uh, in the bank. Blood money in the bank. Uh, but I mean, it's it really is, and, and to have a, a card like this on a Thursday and the time it's gonna be. Uh, I'm just hoping I'm not busy enough at work where I can't watch it because it's 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 really turning out to a good one. Let's start with the one match that is not completely set, and that's Selena Vega versus either Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler. We'll find that out here. I mean, literally probably in the next hour. Um, this has got to be rebuilding Shayna Baszler, right? Or is Dewdrop going to get the upset tonight? I, I if they're smart, they're going to rebuild Shayna Baszler. So I assume that Dewdrop will be winning. Yeah, I mean, that would be the logical play, but I, I honestly think that what I said a couple of weeks ago is going to stand. I actually think that they're going to try to push Dewdrop to to what extent and more importantly, why, I don't know. I mean, not that I have any problem with Dewdrop. I actually like her, but it would be the wrong call. I actually wonder if Zelina will end up winning, but this tournament has been, the queen of the ring has been the drizzling shit. Yeah, it's been bad. They, well, they haven't given them time, which is no. Not, that's that's not the problem. I, I'm not knocking the women, but no, like, I know that they're I, not I giving them enough time in ring. Yeah, is that you know if you're giving them three minutes, I mean it, it's really, you know the, <laughs> I don't know. I guess you probably, if I was a, I wouldn't want to. I'd be like, no, I'm good. I don't need to go to Saudi Arabia if I'm a woman. Have fun. It's still a big deal. I I think Shane is going to go over. It's the first, and and again, y'all may be right about. I just think that for something this historic because it's the first time they know that Shayna is, she's the pick. I mean, she just makes sense. And, and I think she would be great. Exactly. Thank you. That's, that's the other part. All right. So the King of the Ring, which I'm going to tell you, I'm excited because Finn Balor versus it's official Xavier Woods. He won tonight. I love it. He put on the crown. He put on the, uh, the, the robe. He was, you know, just having fun with it. I don't think they can go wrong here. I really don't. I think this is one of the few times they deserve credit in the sense that whether we get Xavier Woods, and I would actually love Xavier to turn heel because I think he's just so good on the mic and everything, and this could be a vehicle to do that. Or, you know, with Finn Balor, I mean, we've been talking about, okay, you always want to say first universal champion, and that's fair, and he did earn it, but then what? And, I mean, since then there's been nothing, and at least this is something that you can put on your resume. And I mean, on top of that, look what happened to Nakamura, right? Like, I mean, the King Nakamura has worked. It's, it's, it's reestablished him. He is, you know, now a champion. Like there there's ways to take this and help either one of those guys. That's why I hope it's Finn Balor. Cause I think he needs it more. Xavier Woods is in the new day. The new day is always going to be relevant that they, they always have the storyline whenever they needed of breaking up the new day with one, I'm turning on the other, uh, but I just I hope it is Finn Balor. Rana, who do you think it's going to no, win? No, I am. 
I'm 100% with you. And as much as I want it to be Xavier Woods, it just makes too much more sense for it to be Finn Balor. You were literally just saying a show or two ago that we would love to see a Finn Balor heel turn. I mean, there would be no better timing than to be able to do that. He can, instead of doing the Prince Balor as he was doing in NXT, upgrade that to King Balor now in WWE. And quite honestly, a a face king of the ring just doesn't seem to get over as well as a heel king of the ring. So I think this would be one of those instances where it's time to pull the trigger on a Finn Balor heel turn. And in as much as RC may not like us uh, trying to fluff up Finn Balor, this is something that we really would need in order for Finn Balor to really make a splash for the next year. Well, so Finn Balor winning makes sense on like multiple scales. First of all, um the balor is the demon king in irish mythology you have uh as Ronald, as you pointed out when he was in new japan he was prince devitt and if they wanted to you know i if if he wanted to turn heel and be you know i smiled and i'm now king devitt you know because his real last name that that came from the fact that the name his first name is fergal which is like the worst name you can imagine for uh if you're going to be like using like with the japanese pronunciations of things uh so he you know i think he that's how he ended up prince devitt but yeah it'd be great to have him be you know king balor or king devitt all right so the hell in a cell match seth versus edge we're gonna i'm sure touch on seth uh when we get to the superlatives it was insane to hear that seth had more hell in a cell matches than edge already uh, which That's I mean, crazy. it makes sense. Like when I think about it going back, it's like other than the Undertaker, like I can't really think of other ones that Edge oh, had. Did oh, he have Edge had? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You would just assume, right, that Edge would have been, but he's not. Uh, but I mean, both of these guys, it just, I love that they've leaned into the, you know, what, what it's uh, Edge calling Seth Rollins is Edge Light. And mm. I love that Seth Rollins brought that back in the promo saying, you know, he finally admitted this and also just seeing the joy on Seth's face, you know, even with him being a heel, he does enjoy, you know what I mean? That recognition, obviously. Uh, and this has just been, I mean, this, that's who Seth Rollins is. I mean, he, he is in a lot of ways edge 2.0 and I just am so excited to see this match. I don't even have a problem if Edge goes over him. I honestly don't. I don't think he will. I think Seth is going to get the win. But it, either way, it doesn't bother me because this feud has been so good uh, and it's elevated both guys. And it's just it's one of those dream matches you didn't think you would see. I hate that the blow-off is on the Saudi show. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're doing what they're doing to make their buck. Low-key, this is probably going to be match of the night right here. Um, I'm expecting, and the great part about both of these entertainers is that we can pretty much assume that it's not going to be coming in here and it's just going to be brutality after brutality, especially for the sake of brutality. We've got a couple of really great workers and they can come in and put it on the hell of a match and then, you know, have the hell actually, the, the cell actually play a part just from time to time. I just don't think that they're going to be using it the way that you would normally see another thing though um you're right I, I really love what they're doing with seth rollins right now seth rollins is really starting to get that value back that he had had a while ago especially um when he was 
Monday Night Rollins uh, after the time when he was the Beast Slayer. He's finally starting to get that position back in WWE, and I'm just really excited for both him and Edge because, you know, Edge is coming back. He's the couple of feuds that he's been in, of course, just really put over the guys that he was working with, you know, especially like in the Randy Orton feud. Sam, would it shock you if it was Seth Rollins versus Big E at Mania? No. Um, I worry that Big E might lose, but no, I don't think it does. But Seth has been so great um, that I, I he would absolutely deserve it. Any chance Beth Phoenix shows up? Ooh. Good question. I would love that. I would lose my mind if she did, and then Becky showed up. Oh, like, yeah, I, believe, I, I totally would. Yeah. And I know they wouldn't do it. And I know a lot of people would be pissed off. But I think it would be great. Uh, so we got Sasha versus Becky versus Bianca. Sam, I mean, are we going to get Sasha winning the belt just because otherwise, what are they going to do with the titles? I mean, I'm, I'm I, maybe I'm the only person fascinated by this, but we're like, if Bian- especially if Bianca doesn't win, it. I think if Bianca wins tonight, we pretty much know that Sasha probably is going to win at the Saudi show because then it would fix everything, right? You have a Raw champion, SmackDown champion. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll just hand it over. I mean, I, I they've done this. I, we've talked about this. It's like I thought they did this last year with the Street Profits and uh, the New Day. They traded. They, they got drafted though. From so did they? They had different belts. So I thought they got traded. They bo- nope. They both they both got drafted and they were both the tag team champions. So they just traded them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But didn't they say that when it happened? It's just weird that they've kind of let it hang. And um, when they, when it happened, that's when they had had the discussion. So is this our ninth or our tenth times? Or did, you know. didn't they also? But like, didn't the, the didn't they not wait like six weeks? Like they are no, it was instantaneous. You were yeah. Correct, I think so. that's the issue more than anything. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Where like, God, WWE could fuck up a wet dream. Like, just stop making stuff so complicated. So who do you got then in the match, Sam? Uh, uh, Becky, I think, because I think she's going to be champion on Raw and Charlotte will be the champion on SmackDown. I honestly am hoping just because maybe I'm, I'm crazy and want things to, you know, I want B to follow A and I want C to follow B. If Sasha is the only SmackDown superstar in this match, in my mind, it only makes sense for her her to win the championship and you know i know i commented this in the group that sasha has to win because if it doesn't then just holy crap what the hell are you guys doing i will say that if it ends up where bianca wins the night which what a moment for bianca i mean seriously i can't think of any superstar yet who has gone against charlotte and you know their first big match and came out on top i mean the, the list goes forever basically since charlotte's been here no matter how much it looks like somebody else is going to win charlotte should have been oscar so i agree but i mean it it would be (laughs) it would almost make the bianca win you know like worth that and holding it off because i mean it would be so huge for bianca and i think becky's going to be better chasing the title as a heel i know that's normally something you want for a face but i actually think for her to really kind of become the heel that they're trying to make her, which I loved what she was doing on Friday uh, before the match. I love sunglasses. I love that she's trying to make catchphrases and stuff. 
but I actually think that she would whine and complain and just, you know, so much over losing the title unfairly in a triple threat match that it would make for very interesting programming moving forward, especially as they're trying to taste the battle against uh, Sasha. All right, we're going to skip the Lashley-Goldberg match. I was going to talk about it, but we'll, we'll throw that one out. Big Thank E you. versus Big D. Uh, any chance Drew wins here? Nope. I don't think there's any chance whatsoever. I think Drew does uh, just exactly as the guys did before him and as he did for Bobby Lashley. He's going to put on one hell of a performance, and he's putting over our brand-new champion. But it's going to be a great, great match with two highly gifted, athletic, 270-plus-pound guys, and it's going to be beautiful. You know, I have to be honest with you. This is unrelated. But you would have thought that after the whole uh, submission sorority thing in 2015, the WWE would learn to Google things before they're just like, Vince McMahon's like, I want him to be Big D. I want the Big D. Why is everyone <laughs> laughing? <laughs> like, just come on, guys. Like, like, really, 30 seconds of Googling would have saved you so much trouble. Uh, I don't see Vince Googling. And I think that's 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 that actually thing. a Twitter account. This is very funny. <laughs> they uh, so everybody's in Grant's Big E's going to go over, right? Yes, absolutely. And then the main event. I mean, it just shows how when you change the dynamic. I will say, going into the first Roman Brock Mania match, I was very excited. Uh, I know a lot of people were not. There was a very vocal part that wasn't, but I was. I, I really, and I thought it was a great match. Uh, and I thought WWE did one of its best uh, booking of a, a big match like that possible because they kept everybody happy, right? They kept Brock looking strong. They didn't put the belt on Roman for the, you know, the people that didn't want him to be champion. And they made Seth Rollins have a moment that, I mean, he's still living off of. But the heel Roman with the run he's on right now. And then what I love about Brock face is basically put his hair up in a ponytail and Paul's not there to talk for him and he's a face, but he's the same guy and he gets away with it. And I just, I cannot wait for this match. I love the fact that Roman is the first heel I can ever think of in WWE history to be going against Brock Lesnar. And he doesn't look scared one bit like not even a little bit i mean when brock's in the ring you know staring him down roman still just has that confident just you know it's I'm gonna more stare frustration a right yeah he's like who you know who does this guy think he is uh and I the like Heyman angle has been good too right i mean we, we can agree that the Heyman thing has been done very well the wise I, I man like, has paid dividends i like that brock looks like a uh, pot dealer who's been uh made like smoking uh bane's venom instead of weed <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's his haircut just so fucking ridiculous. Like, I, I like that. Like Brock at this point just sees it as a challenge to do. Like, like okay, I'm gonna get a sword that looks like a giant cock on my chest. Yeah, like, I'm gonna do like a hair that makes my head look like a giant onion. Like, great. Like, what can you do to look ridiculous, my friend? What can you say to him too? Right? Like, is anybody gonna tell him no? Oh, yeah. They, uh it's also amazing just how Lesnar when he first came back. I remember going, man, he doesn't look. Uh, you know, as big and as strong as he is. And then like fast forward that four back. weeks later and he looks absolutely ginormous. Uh, Roman has gotten a lot bigger. I thought that I had, you know, like seen that just over the last year, but seeing him standing in the ring with Brock Lesnar, you can see Roman has definitely leveled up uh, as well. 
I think Roman's still going to win this. There was a report that came out recently that they're talking about doing, I mean, long-term Roman Reigns uh, title push. That this, this isn't going anywhere. They want probably to put the longest title streak on him. You know, Lesnar owns that right on now, at least in recent memory. I think it's like 503 days. He would need to hold it on, I think, at least to like SummerSlam in order to do that. Uh, I've got, you know. No, he'd be at 700 days. Okay, so what is – oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. So, you probably have to go past like Mania, right? Or maybe just Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you guys, who you got though? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly can't see them taking it off of Roman because, quite honestly, it would kill all the momentum that he's put into this character right now. Um, in as much as I would love to kind of say that this is more of a 50-50 toss, it can't be because Roman has just built way too much equity in this persona that he's done. He's, like you said, leveled up numerous times over his title reign, and I honestly don't see a valid reason to take it off of him. So, uh, there's no, yeah, I, I don't. And I think that when Brock broke the streak and Brock like fucking murked Cena in 2014, it gets lost in the shuffle, but he kind of needed to do that because he lost to Cena when he yep. came back. He lost to Triple H at WrestleMania. I completely agree. Yeah, and and so he doesn't need this. And apparently, like going to Saudi Arabia, uh, uh, like saps like eight tenths of rocks, rock, a rock strength. Well, I just can't wait there. to see what he. I mean, I bet he's getting a huge payday. Um, <laughs> they all but, well. Well, I'm talking about, but he's come on. We know Brock gets him the biggest. Day. Yeah, he's getting a big, <laughs> to get him to big to piece Saudi of Arabia. the cake. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I bet Brock is. You know, the question is how is it going to be. I just hope they let them go a little bit because I, I do think Brock. When he wants to, can really wrestle. Roman's been fantastic this year. I just hope it's not one of those like really fast-paced five-minute matches. I'm tired of those with Brock. Like I want oh, to see him in, dude. And, and like, because let me tell you something. Like getting Brock over to like Saudi Arabia. Like I could. I, there is literally no one. Maybe Jim Cornette that I can imagine. Because like Brock just doesn't give a fuck, and that's one of my favorite things about him. But, so like, we'll, we'll see. I actually think it's going to be a little longer. I think it's going to be at least ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, superlatives face of the week for me it's hangman um i still have some hesitations about him as the champion uh i hope that you know he's going to be a success because i mean you look at the lineage right now for AEW; they've done a really good job with their world champions they have uh but the promo that he gave especially the part about you know, going home when you're at the peak of your career to have your child born and what happens, so be it, is cowboy shit. I mean, that is what makes him the everyman that people love. And what I think is why Hangman has tremendous upside, not only as champion, but, you know, as a potential face of the company because, and again, I'm not comparing him to Stone Cold, but part of what Stone Cold made him so great in the beginning was everybody kind of, you know, they they believed the character. They, they He's sort of the everyman. And I feel like in a lot of ways, Adam Page is also sort of the everyman, uh, you know, in 2021. It was a great promo. Uh, obviously, he's got all the momentum in the world, and that's why he's my face of the week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that as well. I think that putting the title on him, the only thing that disappoints me is it feels like Kenny Omega's kind of fallen – 
by the wayside. Um, you know, it's one thing it'd be understandable with Punk and Dragon, but like he feels like the second most important person, you know, behind uh Cole now. Like Cole feels like a bigger deal than him. The Bucks seem like a bigger deal than him, and they don't even have the titles anymore. Well, yeah, they're not we're not gonna do that. I'm gonna just make this unanimous. I'm totally with you. I mean, on if there wasn't a better one out there, that would have definitely been just a promo of the week because I just loved that it he came out there and just really showed his personality behind it all. Um, the fans, I mean, if I were in that crowd, I would have been screaming cowboy shit just as much as anyone else because I'm 100% behind this dude. Um, I do agree with you, Keith, that there is a little bit slight trepidation about um, what they're going to do, uh, how well they'll put them put him over as a AEW champion, but you know, they've delivered so far with their lineage. So I, I trust that they'll get it right, but absolutely. Yeah, my my only concerns is like, where does he go? Who does he, you know, face? Because unless you plan on putting him over punk and Brian, which that may be, you know, the plan, it's just, it's going to get harder and harder to keep MJF out of the title, to keep Punk out of the title, to keep, you know, I mean, eventually you're going to have to put some of these guys in it. And I just worry that that means he could end up, you know, with a short reign, which we hadn't seen so far. Uh, the heel of the week on the other side, I'm an idiot for a few weeks ago saying MJF was a wrestler on the slide. Uh, MJF reminds me every week that he is not the wrestler on the slide. He's, uh, he's better than you and uh, you know it. He is incredible. The work that he's doing on a week-to-week basis, the promo that he gave, if not for another one, would have been promo of the week. I, I mean, it's just, it's again, I, I talk about it all the time. He is the ultimate heel. He is the master heel. Like, I mean, he is slowly becoming one of the greatest heels I've ever seen because it's just, it's always perfect with him. And I mean, to come out, what was it, two weeks after you had the promo with Darby, where you basically said, you know, there was the four pillars. I beat all of them. And Darby reminded him, you haven't beat me. So what does he do? He jumps the dude and then shows up the next week when he knows he's not there because he's out injured and says, I'm going to face him tonight. And, you know, wants his hand raised and everything. And, I mean, it's just, he is just so good. I mean, even the little interaction that we saw in the stairwell with Andrade where he loaned, Hilarious. loaned the FTR boys to him, but he wanted his payment. He's like, give me my money. And then he got gone. double paid. <laughs> got double paid. I just, MJF is the heel of the week. Uh, if it wasn't for Roman Reigns, you know, we could potentially name this award for him. He's been on fire. He's my heel of the week. 100% co-sign that. Shout out to, I believe it was Wendell Miner, who also had said in the group that, you know, MJF is the peak heel, and it's absolutely true. I, I get that we can, you know, say that Roman, you know, Roman is doing what Roman is doing. He's just elevated himself. Um, we're he's just on the acknowledge this... me tour, right? Like that's really yeah. more what it is. He's the boss now, to where MJF is a heel. Yeah, right. And and, and not a cool heel. Like yeah, he's just a heel. He's a heel, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> But it's yeah, he's absolutely 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 the piece. He's so committed to it. Right? I mean, his parents, you know, the stuff they tweet out. They they brought the sign that one time that you know said, "We love our son, but he's an asshole." I mean, it's just it's, he's it's, a guy who's going to like use his wedding vows to cut a heel promo exactly for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. Who's your heel of the week, uh, Sam? I went with Rollins. I thought that Rollins uh, cut a great promo 
I but I thought that he is sort of reminding people that he's Seth freaking Rollins. And there was a period, you know, when he beat Brock, it was really interesting that he sort of, like, I soured on him. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's really good at this. Like, it was very fun to rediscover Seth Rollins. He's a better heel, too. I mean, he's, he's another one of those guys. I don't think he's a bad face, don't get me wrong, but he's just such an elite heel. And uh, I'll get into it when I get the promo of the week. Actually. And now that he's, now that he's uh, garnered crowd control. Yep. But we'll get, like you said, we'll get to that. So the wrestler on the rise for me is, I think, the most over guy in AEW. And I, like, can't believe I'm saying that. It's Adam freaking Cole, man. Uh, this guy's a heel. I mean, he's supposed to be a heel. And the reactions he's getting from the crowd are insane. I mean, they adore him. You can already see it. And, I mean, he's already had several bangers, uh, you know, in the ring. The six-man tag match was really good with the Young Bucks. And, you know, I mentioned to Sam uh, off air today that I'm thinking maybe if Hangman ends up beating Omega, that's the next feud is you have sort of the elite explode and you get uh, Omega versus uh, Adam Cole. And, I mean, who's going to complain about that? Like, that's going to be freaking awesome. You can kind of go through a little bit of the Paul Heyman yin and yang, uh, you know, with the, with the Young Bucks and the rest of the elite. But – I just I did not think Adam Cole would have this impact. I will admit that I was worried that he might get lost in the shuffle. If you're just asking me off eye test, fan reaction, you know, in ring everything, he may be their biggest star in their company right now. Especially based off crowd reaction, I I think that next to uh, Brian Danielson, he gets the most out of the crowd, especially just from his entrance. He gets the Bay Bay. Uh, on the entrance, he they get the whoa crescendo into the full Adam Cole baby. I mean, they are on him right now, and I'm totally stoked for him. Whoever's Sammy, doing their who, music too really needs you know a raise because they the last couple of you know songs that they've created have been really good. Yeah, the, the we actually need to get them to create Brian Danielson's because I, I'm not a fan of his, I'm not either, me either. It's and this is somebody who like loves. Where's Daniel Bryan pajamas? We know. Yeah. <laughs> like whose like best moment of the past month has been uh, getting like comments liked by Brian Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> who do you got for wrestler on the rise, Sam? I actually have Rollins. Um, I think that he's done a great job of uh, you know again reminding people why he's a main event level talent. Yeah, and yeah. just sticking with Romans, he's my promo of the week. Uh, Ron L was getting to, into it, and I, I completely agree that the biggest difference in Seth Rollins right now, and even a year or two ago, is his just ability to work a crowd. He used to, it would seem like he'd get frustrated sometimes, and he, he would sort of rush, and his, his vocals would go all over the place. He just he couldn't control a crowd that sometimes didn't want to listen. And that crowd, when he first came in for the promo on Friday, was was being rowdy. And he quickly silenced them. And I love the way he started it with, you know, did you hear the news that even Edge now has to admit that I'm not an Edge light? You know, it, it just everything about him. He's obviously still one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I just think that, I mean, if you look at the character work he's done in the last 
two years where he was forgotten, right? He does the Monday Messiah. He kind of comes up with that out of nowhere. I think it would have been hugely over if we would have had live crowds. But unfortunately for that whole thing, we didn't. They kind of back away from that. And you start getting worried. And now he's turned into this guy that's coming down, <laughs> looking like God knows who in some of these suits with, you know, the drip and all the other stuff that he talks about. He's just completely changed his character, his gimmick over and over again. He's so good on the mic. And Friday was just a reminder that he is behind Roman Reigns, the number two guy in WWE, and he is going to be for a long time. Absolutely. I mean, he, right now he's a televangelist with no religion, but right. he just comes out there and just kind of just goes and goes and goes. But he's really showing his value, like you said, definitely over these last two years is totally leveled up and I'm in complete concurrence with you on the promo of the week. Sam is a sweep. Uh, no, actually I'm going with uh, uh, Hangman Page where your comment reminded me, I think that was the best promo of his career. And Good I time thought, to have it too. Yeah. I think that he is coming into his own exactly when you need to have it. And just, he's having a moment and i think that i wish that they would bring some focus back on kenny omega um and let kenny have some moments so that when hangman beats him it's a great moment it's it's and it's a huge because kenny's been i think the longest reigning champion in AEW. so we're uh you know talking obviously about good promos i do want to bring up because and i'm not trying to hate but it's it's why i'm concerned about sammy getting the title mm. the the inner circle promo it's not doing him any favors to be in the ring with somebody like jericho who is so good on the mic and jericho's you know doing the even if it's childish stuff like you know i'm going to sleep with your woman type stuff but either way just you know has the crowd captivated and then you know they gave sammy the mic for the last minute and it was rough and I just think he needs to be a heel. I don't, I don't know if he has yet. And he's so young. He's so talented in the ring. I don't, I don't want to, you know, say that, but that was one of the rougher promos for just a minute inside of a, you know, a bigger promo between two factions that I've heard in a long time. And I'm hoping that, you know, with time and seasoning, he'll get there and he'll be able to dial between face and heel, but you're right. Even Santana and Ortiz, I mean, at least Santana can work the crowd and be the mouthpiece for their tag team. And, you know, they set off the the whole promo to begin with. So it is kind of frightening. Yeah, I mean, look what they're doing with Jack Hager. Until Sammy's back, maybe they're just trying to give him reps. And if that is, that's fair. But, I mean, it's almost like just wait. Like, he doesn't have to talk in something like that just to talk when it, you know, ends up not making him look any better. No, uh, his, I mean, I, I go back to that promo. That was when I turned on him. So he had that promo with MJF where it was like half kayfabe. And it's like, oof. And he got eviscerated too, which is the worst part. You know, he, he's, he's basically going outside the world that we're supposed to in wrestling and still, I mean, MJF just chewed him up, spit him out. The match of the week, there was a ton of good matches this week. There really was a ton of good matches from Friday, uh, you know, through Saturday, I guess I was about to say through Sunday, but I mean, all of them were Friday and Saturday, but for me, it was Becky Sasha. Um, and I really think I've underrated Sasha as an entering worker uh, because I mean, it's not a coincidence that every time there's a big match and Sasha Banks is in it, it's really good. 
I, I do like the way Becky's working as a heel. I like the fact that they're not making her super weak, uh, which I think is smart. I mean, yes, yeah, she's going to, we talk about it all the time on this podcast. You can cheat, but you, you don't need to constantly be running away from challenges. You don't need to constantly be having, you know, all these other people help you win matches. Uh, and it just, it was a great match and reminded me why the women's division, I still think right now is better at the top than the men's division. And I mean, just, saying that 10 years ago would have seemed impossible. And I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I'm also uh, happy to see that Sasha is getting better in the ring because, you know, for a while there, she was like number two on like the IWC um, botch list, you know, next to Nia Jax. And over the past couple of years, especially um, through her, with Bailey a year ago she's really starting to wrestle really clean like none of her moves make you kind of cringe like ooh, did they hit that right like she's got her backstabber perfected now I, I totally am with you um a little bit like I, HBK right in the sense that HBK was so much smaller than the other competitors when he first you know got into the main event scene he was one of the best bumpers just because when you're that small everything looks so much you know, more severe. And I think that's kind of what's the point. Remember AJ Lee wouldn't make a noise when she bumped. Like, yeah. Uh, I went with Brian Danielson and Bobby fish. Um, I'm a little disappointed that, you know, Bobby fish has to come in and he's eating L's, but it's like, I'm hoping that he's happy being a part of the, I believe he's also on impact, but definitely uh, on the AEW scene. So, you know, having a job must be great. I just, I'm a little disappointed that he had to come in and eat a couple of L's, but just the technicality between him and Danielson, man, like, wow. And I just love the way that this, they ended the story with them trading the leg locks and then in the end, Danielson turning it into a heel hook. It was just magnificent mat work and uh, counter wrestling. So that's why they got the nod for me this week. Um, I also went with a match involving the best wrestler alive today. And that was uh, the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus Murder Grandpa Minoru Suzuki. Um, I'm counting that as the buy-in because that match was really good. Just really good. I don't know if you guys watched the the match, but that's why I was so glad to see uh, Brian Danielson come to AEW and hopefully uh, eventually, you know, New Japan is that just those hard-hitting really great matches that's what i'm looking for and i i just it's why i love him as a wrestler and he just looked like he was having fun that's the other thing the storyline you need to pay attention to to me we, we talked about earlier but I, I really maybe again i'm the only person that cares about this but i want to know what they're going to do with the women's titles because i just don't uh understand i mean it's it is different than the tag titles like to me it is the tag titles I mean, let's let's be honest. WWE has not made them a big deal uh, in quite some time. The women's championships, if you look who has held those belts, uh, going back to, shit, you can go all the way back to the WrestleMania where Charlotte and Asuka went at each other. I mean, it, it's, those are, you know, you could a argue. murderer's row of I mean, women. You could argue they're more prestigious than the two WWE men's titles right now because of who, is, the lineage of who has held them and how they've been passed down and down and around. Uh, so I just am really curious to see what they end up doing with that. Sebi? Um, mine is the uh, the number one contenders tournament. 
Uh, as I said about the notebook, I, I think we're all pretty clear it's going to end with Moxley and Danielson. But does that mean Hangman wins? Is is Dragon Page's first champ challenge? I mean, what where do we go from here? Well, you know, it could be one of those instances where it's not necessarily a casino chip or anything like that, and maybe he bides his time. So who knows? Um, I was a little disappointed. Um, I love Penelope Ford. Um, I'm pretty impressed with Kiara Hogan, but just seeing their match on a live Dynamite last week kind of has me concerned, especially considering the fact that they're about to introduce a secondary women's title. Uh, ladies, when you guys get on, on especially a live show, you got to start getting it cleaner. I know Penelope's still kind of breaking the ring rust out because she's coming back from injury. I don't really know that much about Kiara Hogan, and I'm not trying to really use this time to really crap on the women's division because I'm really high on them. But knowing that this um, TBS title tournament is coming, I'm just expecting a lot more out of you all, and I'm sure that you guys will deliver. It's just it was something that I really needed. Well, I think it's fair to say, too, that I don't know if they need that secondary title yet. Uh, I, I just I don't know if there's enough – you know, above quality women wrestlers, at least not from what the time and the characters and stuff that they've allowed them to present, uh, you know, to hold up two times. But hopefully, you know, AEW, again, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt on most of these things because, you know, most stuff has worked out so far. So hopefully this will only help that because it'll be a priority to get them on TV, working matches, and, you know, that'll create more stars, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll be a good I thing do hope you. you're right because at the way it stands right now, there's three tiers of women. There's Britt Baker, and then the second tier is your your Sheetas, your Statlanders, your Ruby, Riot, uh, Ruby Sohos, et cetera. And then there's everyone else. So hopefully it, it's like you said. All right, Sam, you got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, the No, I, other than the uh, Mothership uh, podcast groups, the IBN Sports, I do want to plug actually a Twitter account for Vince McMahon Googling, which is very funny. And the when you said Vince McMahon doesn't Google, maybe you're the one behind it, Keith. It's, <laughs> it literally, is it called Vince McMahon Googling? Yes, well, I'm going to. I finally picked up. Uh, we promised you a, a good main event, so I can't wait to actually crack into that. Um, also, the the Team Turnbuckle Twitter and um, Facebook podcast groups. Um, thank you guys as always for all your great content and discussion, and the um, the Patreon for the IB Sports and IB Entertainment pages. Just. Uh... The first thing I saw when following Vince McMahon Googling is a picture of Tony Khan last night, or excuse me, it's Tony Khan with a picture of Kendall Roy that said, I'd like my Twitter to be off the hook. So uh, it already is worth looking at it. I, I do enjoy this. But we, we do want to, again, thank everybody's support. If you are not a member of the Team Turnbuckle uh, Facebook group, the Twitter, uh, like don't be afraid to reach out to us. Uh, and we will be back to cover another big dynamite on Wednesday, what happened on Raw. Uh, obviously, we got the Saudi show Thursday, and I'm assuming SmackDown right on Friday has got to be taped. Are they going to do not all hands on deck? Like, do we know? Uh -huh. That's a good question. Actually can't wait to see. Because I think they're, they got baseball. But for Chief Keith Fleming, Sam, the Bang Bang Shooter Hal, 
Ravishing Ron L. Tinsley. This has been the Team Turnbuckle Podcast on the IB Sports Podcast Network. We'll see you.